As he did so, he reminded his viewers that he was looking for the high electromagnetic fields emitted by ghostly beings, then expressed disappointment that the device remained perfectly silent, as it had throughout the evening's investigation. John felt his wife poke his arm in the darkness. Here's the kit, hon. He reached for the offered items. In this bottle is a hydrogen peroxide mixture that reacts with the chemical found in blood called catalase. If this really is blood, John explained as he removed the cover on the plastic bottle and squirted some solution onto a cotton swab. The liquid will start to bubble. He knew it wouldn't, but he had to go through the motions for the live show. Again, the camera panned down to the stain. He could imagine the viewers at home, sitting on the edges of their seats, eyes glued to the screen, hoping that John would confirm a blood stain. He waited a moment, letting the excitement build, then slowly rubbed the saturated swab across the stain. No bubbles, he announced. This stain is definitely not blood. I'm guessing some sort of petroleum product, maybe, Theo offered from where she squatted next to her husband. She placed the tip of a well-manicured finger on the center of the dark spot and gently rubbed at it. Whatever it is, it saturated the wood. It could be that it reacts to temperature fluctuations within the house during changes in the seasons, and that's what led the homeowner to believe it's a hint of paranormal activity. John's walkie-talkie squawked, and he removed it from his belt, hoping for something, anything, that would save the show. Maybe some disembodied footsteps. Or better yet, a creepy voice recording from the EVP session Phil Carnigan and Becky Toombs were conducting in the basement. Go for John, he said. John, it's Phil. We found something I think you should see. We'll be right down, John said, forcing himself not to sigh with relief. How are we doing for time? he asked Jackson. Commercial coming up, the cameraman replied. Excellent, John said. We'll break here, and when we return, the basement with Phil and Becky, Theodora finished. And we're into commercial, Jackson announced, lowering the camera. To the basement, then, John said, clicking on his flashlight. Where our ratings are going to be if something doesn't happen soon, Theodora added, turning on her own flashlight. You've done it now, John warned, already heading toward the kitchen where the door to the basement awaited them. Now all hell is going to break loose. We can only hope. Theodora said wryly. John chuckled. He had to agree with her. They'd researched this place pretty thoroughly, even sent in a pre-investigation team that had garnered good results. EMF spikes, interesting electronic voice phenomena, EVP, shadow entities. The place had seemed perfect for their Halloween broadcast. Hell, it had won out over a Scottish castle. So why is it now so silent? John wondered as they headed down the stairs. Let's hope for something good, he said aloud. Or next Halloween we'll be at home handing out candy. Full size? Theo asked. Excuse me? Will we be the house that gives out full-size candy bars or the mini bites? If we lose the Halloween show, we'll have no choice but to go cheap. Bite size all the way. Theodora carefully descended into the basement following the beam from her husband's flashlight. Again, she reached out to the house, trying to rouse dormant energies of those who had once resided there. And still, there was silence. That wasn't unusual in newer homes, 
where the structures hadn't had enough time to collect the residual energies of life and death. But this place, a genuinely old house that had seen a lot of living and dying throughout a lot of years, offered her nothing. It just wasn't right. We're back in one and a half, Jackson announced, clumping heavily on the wooden steps behind them. John had reached the bottom of the stairs, where his flashlight played over the cobwebbed surface of some old apple crates that had been stacked there. Phil? he called as he stepped around the crates. Becky! Back here! Phil yelled. The cellar was larger than Theodora had expected, probably extending beyond the house and under the backyard. She allowed her defenses to remain down as she and Jackson followed her husband through the darkness, skirting rusted old bike frames and farm tools. And still there was nothing. They finally came upon Phil and Becky in a tiny shelved room.